Money Lives on the Other Side of Fear. Welcome, closers. This is the Profitable Property Management Podcast, coming at you live. I'm your host, Jordan Wayla, and this is the place to come for weekly interviews with world-class property management entrepreneurs and industry experts who open up and share their secret sauce so that you can apply their knowledge to grow your property management empire. Whether you manage 100, 1,000, or 10,000 units, this broadcast is designed to help you see the big picture and give you the tools and tactics that you need to get to the next level. Don't forget to join us in the Profitable Property Management Facebook group where we talk profit, share resources, and ask podcast guests follow-up questions after the interview. I don't throw darts at a board. I bet on sure things. Read Sun Tzu, The Art of War. Every battle is won before it's ever fought. Think about it. I'm your host, Jordan Muela, and today I have Steve Wealthy back on the podcast. This is a, a take two for a very special episode. Steve is the owner and founder of Good Life Property Management based in San Diego, but he is also one of the minds behind the Tribe Mastermind. And guess what, guys? I'm the other set of brains powering this thing. Super excited to talk a little bit about what it is and uh, just to talk about the power of masterminding. I mean, I found in my career that the ability to network, the ability to find peers and have the discussions that matter has been a huge driver of my success. Steve, tell me a little bit about your background experience with masterminding and how it's produced results for you. Jordan, what's up, man? I'm glad to talk today. So a little bit of background. Uh, I think four years ago, approximately, I was reading, rereading Think and Grow Rich. And I came across the chapter on the mastermind principle. And the book is very clear in that chapter that all the mega successful people that he studied were in a regular mastermind group that I think they had most of them met like weekly or it was like a really committed group a lot of the time. And so I was like, okay, you know, I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. I need to get a mastermind. So I remember putting a, a message out on listserv in NARPA listserv. And I said, Hey, if you're interested, please answer these questions. I think there's like five or six questions. Like what books are you reading? What are your interests? Uh, what's your goals? You know, what do you do for fun? I thought I was just going to get like a flood of uh, responses. I ended up getting like a lot less than I thought I would get actually, but you know, it was like 20 maybe went through them and uh, ended up picking eight. I think it was eight or nine people that interest me. I thought might be good companions in this. So we said, Hey, we're going to start this. And we set a date. We just said, Hey, we're just going to have a call, a video call. We did, I think we did a Google chat once a month and it's at this time, same time, same place every month. I think we did an hour and a half to start. And uh, we just kind of started. I think the first one we had, we had kind of like a format. I think we were like, all right, well, let's start. I don't remember what it was. Like, let's start talking about uh, make readies or whatever it was. And then it's funny. I think on the very first call, we made it like halfway through the actual format. And then we were just started going off on a tangent. And ever since then, we've never had structure to the call. We just log on. What's up? What's up? Oh, what are you banging your hand against the wall today on? <laughs> it's like on this, or you know, what's working for you? So it was really a loose structure with a group of people that fast forward to today, we're all very, very close. 
we're, we're friends. You know, everyone said it's like the best thing they've ever done for their business. And they like, they're thanking me. And I'm, I feel really grateful that I, you know, started it, but really it's not like my, I did anything other than move past the initial fear of like putting myself out there. You know what I mean? And, and kind of trying to bring that group together, but man, yeah, it's been a good ride. So that's kind of how it happened. All right. So to reciprocate for me, I went to a conference called MicroConf back in, I want to say this was like five years ago. And MicroConf is for small bootstrap software entrepreneurs. So at the time that was like, that was my tribe. I had this like kind of epiphany of like, wow, this is a group of people that think, feel and breathe the same things that I'm dealing with. And it really blew my mind because it helped me get past the fantasy that it's all about objective knowledge and realize that like being in relationship, close proximity and being able to just like relate to folks is a big part of the benefit of masterminding to fast forward out of that. I got in a couple of masterminds for other entrepreneurs. A lot of them are doing stuff with software. Some were doing stuff with service. And then fast forward to today where I actually host two masterminds within the context of Profit Coach. We have monthly calls. Steve, you're actually in those calls. And what I notice is that in the context of the mastermind where you can disclose, let your hair down, admit fault, ask questions, be willing to look stupid to ask the questions that otherwise it just feels a little awkward to articulate on some kind of a, a public Facebook group or something like that as well as having some facilitation, we're seeing game-changing results. And here's like one example. The example that comes to mind for me is the situation where you're one-on-one with somebody and you give them an idea or a piece of advice. Let's just pick fee maxing, for example, because a lot of times there's resistance to that. And it's like, yeah, conceptually, I know I could raise my fees and that it's probably defensible and my whole business wouldn't burn down, but I'm just kind of afraid. When you have that same conversation with a group of eight other people, half of which are feeling the same way and the other half have already done the thing that you're afraid of, it just like radically reframes how you approach your own kind of mental narrative about the problems that you're dealing with. That's one thing that I've, I've seen that has been really powerful from folks. Totally. And so one thing you brought up is the connection. I think it's very lonely, right? In the entrepreneurial world. And so we're all hungry for connection. And that's something uh, that a good mastermind provides. It's not always learning the new stuff like, oh, I, I didn't know about that. Although we get it, I would get a ton out of that with different mastermind groups, but it's getting reminded of the stuff we already know and, and getting refocused. And like you brought up actually seeing someone that's doing what you wanted to do, but then you kind of pushed it aside. And then you're kind of in this group where they're looking at you and, you know, like, Hey, are you going to do this? Or like, what's going on? You know, like it's kind of like a little push. Right. And then looking back, I've the first mastermind in the, in the management space I went to was you, yours and Alex's in Mexico, which I've talked about on. Oh, I forgot all about that. Yeah. Yeah. That one was a game changer. I, I think I've said on my podcast, like if you look at my revenue since then, now I'm sure there's some other things I implemented, but like the things I did after that, it just, the business took off. So that and the mastermind I went was in for, for so long, the best thing I've ever done for my business. And that's kind of why, you know, we got the tribe going because I was just thinking, man, this is needed in our industry. You know what I mean? Like there's different levels of mastermind. You, you know, you can do a free mastermind. Um, you can do a paid one. They're all great. But 
I'm just such a big believer in you need a tribe, you need a connected group of people if you're really serious about growth. And that's why it's a high level entrepreneur group. You know what I mean? It's not just like, it's not for everybody. So yeah. I think exclusivity in some ways is is a good thing. Like you want to self-qualify and self-select into being with a group of peers where there's also going to be some mutual commitment. And I think that's a big part of it is like showing up with a group of people that you know are committed to their success and by extension, your success. Like having the conversation, sometimes having the hard conversations, embracing the fact that it is awkward to get on the phone with a group of people once a month and to keep saying like, yeah, that thing that we spent time talking through and identified a need around and I articulated that I was going to do and I should do, I haven't done for the fifth time in a row. You're putting some skin in the game to put yourself in a situation where that could even occur. Not everybody's looking for that. And that's okay. But some people are and some people want to put themselves in a situation where the usage of courage is a part of the reward and part of the ongoing stimulation as opposed to viewing success as taking you to a place where you no longer need to use the kind of courage that got you where you are currently. You right. tracking with me? Exactly, exactly. That's been a big mantra in 2018 for me. The whole, you know, Gary Keller says in his book, money lives on the other side of fear and what scares you do that. And just being vulnerable. I read this quote. It's like, vulnerability is the best measure of courage. The willingness to show up and let ourselves be seen and fully known, it doesn't get braver than that. If I can encourage people to do anything, including myself, because I made these bracelets, which I don't even know if we're doing a video podcast, but it says, what scares you do that? Like, that's my whole mantra this year. Because I'm realizing in life, everything worthwhile is on the other side of, of that. So that's what the, another benefit of the group, like you said, is you show up and, and you're, you look foolish if you're not doing these things you're saying you're going to do. So that's been another huge benefit. I'm loving hearing you talk about vulnerability. You're talking about like some Bre- Brene Brown sort of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. That's, that's probably who it was. <laughs> right, Brene. Love Brene, man. She's awesome. I'm digging it. So what are we going to talk about in these meetings. And what is fundamentally the difference between paid versus not paid? To me, it's structure. Like Steve, you've been in a room, I've been in a room where it's not paid, it's not facilitated versus when it is. The opportunity that I've seen having been a facilitator for multiple masterminds is to have somebody on the hook for guiding some intentionality in the, in the conversation, not not railroading the conversation, not being overly controlling, but like prepping. I think that the quality of the outcome really goes up when you're able to kind of curate the dialogue, make sure we don't get off on bunny trails, talk about things where there's group consensus that the group is really interested in. Those are kind of some of the things that come up for me. Right. The important thing I think for anyone listening is that you're, you have one going, even if it's you and a friend once a month jumping on a call. Free is a great place to start. You know, the problem you run into is, is finding people who are equally committed. Someone also has to run it. So that can kind of be a pain. Like I was running the calls for a long time. And then luckily Warren, who's another guy in my mastermind, he took that over because you're like, a, you're supposed to be a, you're an entrepreneur, right? Trying to level up your business, but you're like running the minutia of all the calls and, and like trying to manage the calendar and people, it's like herding cat, like people can't make it. It becomes a little bit of drag. So someone's got to do that. And uh, so, yeah, commitment and, and the structure is usually what struggles. But, you know, I know some people that are in really good, committed, you know, structured ones that are, that are free. So it's just kind of the struggle of finding that. 
So for somebody that wants to put one together on their own, somebody that's that's listening, let's just talk through like what makes for a good mastermind versus a bad mastermind. The first thing that comes to mind for me is just having clarity on what the outcome is. Different people have different values, different agendas. So a temperament fit, there's beauty and diversity, but at the same time, like people have to be aligned on the big picture goal. The gap between wanting to get to a bajillion doors versus wanting to spend more time playing guitar or with your kids or being passive or fully active, like the the clarity around the goal and the value, I think tends to drive more alignment which is kind of the subtext of, of, of the conversation, whether or not we're talking about fee maxing or managing cost or culture or whatever. Yeah. And I think if people don't align on that, they'll naturally kind of fizzle out. So like we had some, a couple different people kind of come and go from our original group. So what makes for a good mastermind first and foremost is commitment. Like nothing would drove me more crazy than people not showing up. And then once I started realizing how valuable this was and how much people were getting out of it, I was like, I think we need to make some rules around like, like showing up. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't want to get too crazy with it, but I was like, there's other people who would l- kill to be in this thing. You know what I mean? And and so I think commitment is the number one and the opposite of commitment wouldn't be what makes a bad mastermind, of course. Yeah. And so commitments on two sides, there's commitment to the group, but there's also the commitment to yourself, right? That The mastermind, nobody's going to do anything for you. Somebody's going to in 10 seconds, throw out the the idea or the kernel or seed of a thought that has hundreds of thousands of dollars of potential to you if you translate, take it all the way home, implement, etc. So it's like self-starters, people that want to take full accountability and responsibility for the outcomes in their life and in their business. That's another key element in my mind for people to get maximal value. That's a great point. Personal commitment to yourself, not just showing up, but like what I would always do, like when I do a podcast, I always prep a little bit, right? I want to kind of have an idea of what I'm going to talk about kind of, you know, because I want to provide value. Same with the mastermind. Like I'm like, okay, what am I, what am I trying to get out of this call today? What am I struggling with? What is really working well for me that I can proactively help someone else with? And, you know, I wasn't perfect. I didn't get that done before every call, but when people do that, and that's the other problem that you'll run into is when people don't do that, it makes it not as good, right? So there's that uh, personal commitment up front that makes it so much better when people show up and have stuff to give and receive with, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was actually just in a group, I want to say a month ago, and we did the give ask exercise which was awesome. The give ask exercise for those of you that haven't experienced it is basically in a really short period of time, let's say it's 15 or 20 minutes, having everybody in the group go up to the board and list one thing that you are capable of, really good at and prepared to give and one thing that you want to ask for help on. And so it's like, you don't have to have known everybody or know their story or their background, but you can really kind of quickly dial in on what the value adds are. So if you have, if anybody's doing a group facilitation, give ask exercise is a great way to really ramp up context. That's golden. I just wrote that down. I love that. The other thing is positive focus. I love starting meetings off with positive focus. So you give your personal best and your professional best. And we do this at my company 
all the time uh, in our weekly meetings and stuff. But it's so cool because you hear their professional best and a lot of times you don't know, oh, I didn't know you were calm shot. That's cool. But the personal best are so cool. It builds the connection so much faster. You're like, learn what people are doing on the side and you know at home and that stuff's important, man. Yeah, man. I totally agree with you. It's easy to, I think like the human tendency or default is to assume that we are a dynamic, resilient work in progress on a journey, but other people are like fixed. Like however I perceive them right now, I guess just how they are. But the truth is when you hear somebody say something that seems irrational and distasteful, and then you start to understand their life circumstances, where they're at, like what's guiding their thinking, that holistic assessment of another person comes from relationship context investment. And that's another one of the benefits of having that ongoing multi-month, multi-year dialogue, as opposed to just getting the, the pop of showing up at a broker owner event, which is great too, but there's, there's a difference there. Right. And the other thing about member profile, if you're putting one together, I, I, I think different stages of the business are okay. You obviously probably don't want everyone with like a thousand doors and someone with like a hundred, but there can be different sizes of business. I think we can all learn from each other. Um, but different skill set is, I think so important. There might be a smaller company and the guy's just really good at, you know, kind of design and marketing, right? They can add a ton to that conversation with the bigger company. So I would, I would, I like to ask people like, what are, what's your superpower? And putting different people, because if everyone's kind of the same in that regard, then there probably is less value there. Yeah, I think so. You want to have folks that have different strengths. I think that just kind of naturally comes up, but allowing people to really shine. I do also think that going back to structure, man, I mean, the things that happen in the masterminds where data is brought in and we're able to have like an apples to apples kind of dialogue really is a game changer. I think that was part of the dynamic of what that made that mastermind in Puerto Vallarta where we brought Greg Crabtree and we had everybody bring in their financials ahead of time was really clarifying. And I know you've, you've experimented with some of that yourself in, in your other group. Totally. Clint, my buddy Clint told me this a couple years ago. He was like, you'll never learn so much than when you get to see other people in your industry's financials and just be open and honest about it. And so he was right. We did with our mastermind group, we went to uh, Portland and all met, went to Nick Cook's company up there. And uh, we all shared and man, we learned so much. And then Puerto Vallarta, which I can't even remember if that was before or after, but that took it up a notch because you really get to see what's going on. And I think that's important. People that are willing to be open and say, hey, you know, honestly, after that Vallarta trip, I was like, it was hard to see, you know, sometimes reality is tough because I realized I wasn't going to get to where I wanted to go with the current structure I had. And it was painful, but at least I knew it. And then I was like, okay, well now I can get off the fence about some of these decisions about finding a value added fee or, you know, cutting expenses here because I'm going to get to the mountaintop. You know what I mean? And now I have the actual data to back up how I need to get there now, you know? It expands your horizons of what is possible. And that's what I'm constantly looking for is just like redefining my perspective to have more belief in what's possible. Because like, I'm really bullish about my abilities as a problem solver, which is kind of the core skill set for entrepreneurs. But sometimes for whatever reason, at least in my career, and my experience, I can kind of like cap what I'm capable of or what's possible based on the limitation of my own imagination. When you put me in a room with 10 other people that are way further down the road, the excuses of what I can or cannot do just really take a different tenor. 
And if I don't want to push through, that's okay. I could just like own like, hey, you know what? I want to own a small, drastically less profitable than could be the case business. It's not about right or wrong. It's just about having clarity and really embracing what is from a position of knowledge and being informed. Yeah. And I think that's where that old saying comes from or how it's like, you're the average of the five people you hang around with the most. Absolutely. It's like iron sharpens iron. And when you're in a regular group with people, you know, it's simple. You just got to find the best people in your field and study what they do. Like Mm -hmm. I've heard that advice across every Success leaves clues. (laughs) Right. It's like, don't try to reinvent the wheel. That's why it's funny when someone says like, hey, this book changed my life and I respect them and they're doing well. I read the book. Like, you know, it's like (laughs) you you find the best in what the, in your field, you study what they do. So uh, getting together on the regular basis and then sharing those, you know, gives and asks and and figuring out what's going on, not just holds you more accountable, but just naturally the cream rises to the top more because you're meeting with these people and you're around them more often and you do see what's possible. 2019 PM Growth Summit is the place for growth-minded entrepreneurs. Held in Austin in April, you can get the information at pmgrowsummit.com as well as a $100 discount using the code JORDAN. This is the place to go if sales and marketing and growth is the current priority within your business. If you're not there yet, no problem. But if you are, if you're looking to level up, if you want to network with other entrepreneurs, capital E, that are putting word to action with legitimate growth strategies that are driving the needle, this is the event to go to. So let's talk a little bit about the unique flavor of the tribe mastermind. We talked before every group of people is going to have a different vibe, direction, goals, values. When we think about the distinctives of this group, let's just kind of go back and forth. The first thing that comes up for me, and this is a vibe that I've gotten from you for a while that I really appreciate. Strategic coach has helped clarify the thinking behind it, but really it's the idea that business doesn't have to be hard. If I'm being honest, there is a part of me that derives some fulfillment and meaning from the struggle. I'm working through that, but I am committed to believing and acting on the fact that business doesn't have to be hard. We choose to make it so oftentimes, but it's not intrinsic to being successful. And as I was talking through this with a friend the other day, I was talking through goals and kind of pushing him on what he thought he was capable of. And his concern was that if he made his goals too ambitious, it was going to ruin every other area of his life. And in this case, it was the difference between whatever it was. It was like uh, the difference between plus or minus a million dollars in run rate over a three-year period. My question was, well, what if we made it a 10x goal? Like if your success is directly proportionate to your time, at some point it breaks. That means that the Richard Bransons, the Tim Cooks of the world, these people must be at like a negative 10,000 hour sleep deficit. Like it, it's just, it doesn't work that way. In my mind, true success is getting out of connecting effort and hours to dollars. That's a big picture thing for me that um, I want to see more people be able to embrace and help kind of encourage me in that journey with as well. Yeah. And that's one of the cool things strategic coach teaches is all these tools because he's big on that. Like why set up your life to be miserable and like never feel like you're hitting your goals. It, For instance, we're setting up our forecasts for sales and whatnot. And we had this like really mega goal uh, last year 
well, not mega goal, but this big goal that we were like constantly coming up short, but we actually did really well this year. And I'm like, we're not going to do that again. Some people coach that and there's different ways to do everything, of course. And so some people say shoot way bigger because even if you don't hit it, you'll land amongst the stars or whatever, like the sayings <laughs> goes. But I want to be happy and, and successful, not just financially successful, but actually happy during the ride. So, you know, there's like different tools that they give you in that program, like unique ability, like you stay in your unique ability. And so you're more fulfilled when you do your work or like the power list that I use, which is like the top three things you have to do each day. If you get those done, you can actually quit. Or if you keep working, you have, you have extra bonus time. There's an issue I see in a lot of industries, especially ours, where people are just running themselves, burning the candle at both ends. And so the tribe kind of has like a, you know, it's, I call it like a high level lifestyle driven mastermind. You know, it's, it's, it's where property managers, you know, come to entrepreneurs, come to grow and help each other grow. But, um, it's kind of got that flavor to it where we're going to learn all the cool tactics that are going on. But ultimately it's about what's important at the end of the day. Like what's the end game? It's funny when we had the recent mastermind that you're a part of in San Diego, we gave everyone the R factor question, which is if we were meeting here three years from today, what would have had to have happened over those three years for you to feel good about your progress, both personally and professionally? Everybody by a mile said something about their family, working less in property management, working less in general, and then a hobby and a passion. And then like way last place was like profitability, growing their business. Like it was so funny. And so it's like, that old story of the Mexican fisherman, I'm not going to tell it now, but you can Google it. It's a super cool story. Like what's actually important now. And so that fired me up and really inspired me to try to put something together that can really help people change, not just their businesses, but their lives. Because I also want it for like a selfish reason. I'm like, dude, let's figure, I'm tired of being siloed as an entrepreneur. Like I do have the mastermind and we do have the profit coach and stuff, but we need more of like co-creating and we're all siloed in property management, you know, and it's like in, in different industries. And if we actually came together with other like-minded people more often, we could get to where we're going a lot faster and not, you know, have so much strife and trouble getting there. Mm, collaboration, man. So abundance, talk to me about abundance. Cause that's kind of what you're getting at. Like there's a real difference between viewing life as being a zero sum game where when I gain, you lose and we, I got to like hold it tight as opposed to the abundance mindset was just like give more, get more. Talk me through that aspect. There's another mastermind group, super successful in the real estate investing space that I've kind of been following and looking at a little bit. And their kind of leader says, uh, you know, it's all people in different or in, in the same market in there. And he says, you know, the thing is you got to have an abundance mindset. And the fact is, most people won't execute on the damn stuff anyway. If you gave all the blueprint. <laughs> yeah. The fact is, nobody's going to execute on the stuff. Some of them will, but some, most of them won't. It's like with the internet and the information age and, and all the sharing and stuff, there's no secrets, you know, like there's very few secrets, um, you know, so it's just having that, the more you give, the more you get mindset that I firmly believe in and people that don't believe in that, they won't you know, come to my things and they don't resonate with that, but that's totally cool. It's just, um, I think about ahead of time, how much can I give into this group? Like, okay, what's working for me? Okay. Boom, boom, boom. Write these things down because I know that's going to come back to me tenfold. And that's just how it works. You know? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, for me, this is about the integration of left brain and right brains. So when we're kind of talking about abundance and all that stuff, like that's cool. I'm down with it. It's countered by hardcore financial analysis, accountability, profit, bottom line, objective reality today, right now, not wishful thinking. Holistically, all these things in tandem are what I feel is kind of like the recipe for success. Like, There's a ditch on both sides of any value or virtue. And I don't know if balance is the right word, but really just like trying to tackle this from a bunch of different angles is the way I think about it. Yeah. And it's funny, like we all have the same challenges, you know, employee turnover was a big one at the last or employee issues, um, culture, door churn, you know, slow growth mindset, um, bad mindset, you know, burning out. When you asked earlier about how this kind of came into play with the whole mastermind thing, that was the other thing I, about six or eight months ago, I was sitting with my list of things to work on. I'm like, why am I sitting here trying to figure this stuff out? We all go through the same stuff. We, If we actually put some time into figuring out a good mastermind formula, a, a, like take what's already worked and let's superpower it and juice it up and say, okay, we're all having the same issues. Employee turnover. We're going to solve this issue. Let's go. Let's go to work. Like, like what's working? What's not? What have you seen? What are you not? And it's like, that, that, I don't know. That excites me. Like, because there's only about eight or nine things that are really problematic in our business, like from a high level. And so if we're just going to tackle each one and, uh, you know, have a lot of fun in the process, man. That's, so that's you can't doing. read the label from inside the bottle. In my life, when I have sat in a room with a mentor and presented them a hard, crusty, complicated circumstance that I've anguished over, and within five minutes, they were able to provide me an answer simply because they have more experience and context, it really was clarifying. It was like, that's an example of me trying to make my life hard by not accessing the resources that could be available and trying to do it all on my own. So I'm with you, man. Eventually, success leads you to being more focused on the who rather than the what and the how. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think people that join masterminds are, are getting toward that level, if not that level and seeing that more. And so we're trying to spread that message more and, and get more people on board, uh, find like-minded people that are committed, willing to invest in themselves. They're driven, have unique talents, and they're willing to share. That's kind of the recipe for the type of people that you know we're looking for and that we want to grow with. So let's talk about some of the specifics in terms of actually, let's say somebody wants to sign up for this, be a part of the group and start going on this journey with us. What are they going to get? How often are they going to mastermind, Steve? Yeah. So we have three in-person mastermind events a year. The first one is January 28th in San Diego. And then the other two are tied, the one in April is tied to PM Grow. So it's the day before PM Grow. And then the last one's tied to NARPM National. So we have a, a to be decided date on that because I don't think the date, or actually, no, the dates have come out. So it's the day before NARPM National. So there's three in person events a year. And then there's the monthly call. And then uh, those calls are professionally facilitated. So the people just have to show up. You get all the accountabilities logged. There's a facilitator that makes sure the call runs smoothly. All the things that need to be shared are shared. And then we also have a, like a voice note sharing system, like a WhatsApp or a Voxer, where you can send people in your tribe, hey, little notes throughout the day, and then they can respond whenever they can. And it's so much easier than typing out an email or always going to like a Facebook group 
or an email group. And so that's another way that people are connecting. And then we're going to have larger kind of tribe events within different NARPM events that we go to, of course. And so that's a little bit of what it looks like. And for more information, people can go to uh, www.tribemastermind.com and there's an apply now button. Fill out that information. There's a lot more information on kind of what we're doing there. But the cool thing, it's, you know, you, you got to be committed. It's a $6,000 price tag for the year, but it has a money back guarantee. Any point you're not happy, you know, we only want people that are committed. And when we created this, we're like, our North Star is how can we help people in our industry the most? So if we're not actually fulfilling that and this isn't worthwhile and people aren't like hugging me and saying, thank you so much for putting this together, <laughs> then, you know, here, check, here's your check back. So I just feel so good about it. And I love that you're on board, Jordan, because we bring a different kind of skill set to the table and uh, experience. We're already putting groups together and it's a fun thing. Yeah. So we've got an initial group of folks that have already signed up. It does kick off in terms of that in-person event in January. Let's just kind of talk through a little bit about what we're going to be doing at that event in January. The vision here is to really start off the year with clarity, getting clear on what are the goals that are going to guide all the micro decisions. Let's get clear on the macro for the year and allow that to really drive and influence the million sub decisions that will be derivative of those high level commitments. Yeah, that that's so important is starting with an actual and then leaving with a rock solid plan for actually achieving those goals. Because I know a lot of us will show up in January and you're not even sure. So if you did nothing else, but leave your business, that's one of the best things I get every quarter when I go to coach is just leaving the business. So powerful, taking a step back and re refocusing on your goals. So getting clear on those, having the rock solid plan to get there, sharing some business and operational KPIs, uh, reviewing some financial numbers and metrics. And because I know there should be, or probably will be some goals around that. And then the stuff that's usually at all the other, um, you know, events we, we host, which are hot seat time, um, sharing nuggets, things like that. So for folks that want to find out more, obviously they can go to tribemastermind.com. They can contact you or myself in terms of timeline when do you anticipate that the first group call will kick off for folks that hear this and they just want to like sign up immediately sure uh the first call is going to be in february so we're not going to do a call on the months that we have an event so first first go will be in person where we can start connecting and start getting you know hitting the pavement on january 28th and then the the call after that would be in february got it all right, my man. So this is some exciting stuff. And if you're listening to this, and if you're thinking to yourself that you would like to have more community, if you're thinking you'd like to have more accountability, more structured conversations to challenge yourself, to be able to make faster progress through team efforts, hopefully this is an option that you may consider because we think it's going to be a killer solution. Both Steve and I have a lot of experience facilitating professional masterminds. I bring some flair and some flavor relative to the financial side of things. That's what we do with Profit Coach. We do a lot of analysis to really just peel, peel, peel back the onion of your business. Steve has a lot of firsthand operational experience. And I can tell you, like I can certify Scouts Honor as a third party Steve's making money. This guy's doing well. He's been in the, in the business for a while and he has a functioning, profitable property management business that a lot of people would uh, kill for. So if you want to be in the room, 
with the two of us, as well as a bunch of other successful folks that are committed to your success. Reach out to us, check out the website. Steve, I'm yeah, really excited to-, to be on this journey with you, man. Yeah, man, me too. Tribemastermind.com, check it out. And I'm, uh, you know, the people that are actually in the room, and I appreciate you saying that. And, you know, because I'm super excited to have Jordan on board because he brings so much to the table, but just also just the community of people that are there. Like some of the people that came to the last one, it's like, I feel like the small fish in the room. You know what I mean? And so this is for the top level people. This is for the people that are looking to really level up and uh, invest in themselves. And man, we're excited. So let's do it. Yeah. So we'd love to have people apply. It is a application sort of thing. It's not a a given or a guarantee that if you sign up, you're necessarily going to be a fit. And we're not trying to be exclusive. It's just like, we don't want anybody to sign up where it's not going to work out mutually for there to be massive success. All right, my man, this has been great. And I will see you in January. We'll see you. Thanks, Jordan. See you, bud. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to the Profitable Property Management Podcast. Please subscribe and leave us a review. Your feedback makes this a better show, and the more reviews we get, the better our guests become. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget that you can find us online in the Profitable Property Management Facebook group, where we mastermind with the best in the industry.